0: Welcome to the Living With Light Podcast, a place of soul inspiration and spiritual guidance, helping you uncover your own spiritual and healing path. I'm your host, Gemma Jane, and I am an intuitive, multi-level energy healer and divine channel, conscious co-creator, and soul purpose mentor. And I'm here to awaken your connection to the divine within, deepening your own intuition and inner guidance and allow the space for massive change and transformation. I am honored to be on this journey of self-discovery with you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode of the Living with Light podcast. I have not recorded a podcast for ages, so I'm super excited to be back here. And this week I wanted to talk about Oracle Cards and how we can use them to grow our intuition, to cultivate a deeper connection to our spiritual hierarchy, to the divine oneness, and also they're just such a fun spiritual tool to use, right? I am sure if you're listening to this podcast, you own oracle cards, or you've heard of oracle cards, or you've seen oracle cards, and you probably know that they are a great way for our spiritual hierarchy or spiritual guides to communicate with us and for us to receive messages from the divine, from the universe. So when we develop our intuition and especially around reading oracle cards, we're able to interpret and receive the information that our spiritual hierarchy team is giving us. You can really start to develop your own signature language with the universe and the messengers, how you interpret the messages and what they mean for you. Because everybody is vibrating at a different level, we've all got different soul development and we've all got different souls requirement for this particular lifetime. So of course, our signature frequency will be different and the way we interpret the messages that we receive will be different. When you start to develop your own intuition and real trust in that intuition and trust in it and trust in the interpretation of the messages that you're receiving, you can really start to co-create with the universe, right? You can start to create the life of your dreams by following your intuitive nudges, by taking that inspired action and following the path of least resistance. So it is all about practicing our intuition. Oracle cards are an amazing way to do that. I just love the messages that you receive, especially when they're not exactly what I thought I was going to receive or what I really wanted to hear at the time. I know that it can be a bit tricking and challenging, but some of those moments are actually one of my biggest aha moments, right? They helped me recognize the parts of myself that I was covering up, that I wasn't refusing to look at, and I was able to break different patterns or take different risks. And it was that sort of self-reflection. So that little bit of self-discovery, which the Oracle cards can really inspire within you if you let them. So you can go and you can grab your Oracle cards and you can shuffle them up, spread the card, lay your cards out and look at the look at the guidebook and receive the most amazing message. Right. And it will really speak to you. No doubtedly, it will really speak to you. And you'll gain something from it. And that is a beautiful way to read your oracle cards. But taking it that little step further and starting to use them as a tool to practice your intuition, that was a game changer for me. So I thought I would just chat about the different ways I have used them to grow my intuition and to grow my trust in the divine and trust in the messages that I was receiving. So the first thing is to treat your oracle cards like a sacred object. The higher vibration that we keep these cards in, the more divine the messages are going to be that we're receiving. So we don't want to just throw them in the top drawer when we're done, or we don't want to keep them in a place that has a lower vibration in our house. We don't want to be constantly clearing the energy on them. I, well, I personally don't want to be constantly clearing the energy. So I don't let other people touch my cards. I have different decks. So I'll have decks that my kids can play with and decks that I give clients, but the ones that I use for my own readings, um, I am the only person that touches them. So I don't have to be constantly clearing them. The next thing that's super important is setting the space that you do your readings in. So when we do any of our spiritual practices, we want to do them in a place that we feel connected, calm, inspired, and safe. So of course, they can be in different places. It doesn't have to be the same place, but we want to feel those emotions when we are doing our spiritual practices. If you have an altar set up where you keep your spiritual tools, I highly recommend setting up an altar if you haven't already. And I can give you tips on how to do that if that's something that interests you. I love my altar space and I love the energy that I can feel when I go near it. And if you're doing chanting or if you're doing your meditations or any of your spiritual practices and you keep doing them in the same place, you're going to raise the vibration of that place. So then that spills out into other areas of your home, for example. So I have a spiritual room. I'm really lucky that I've got my own spiritual room. So I can do all of my spiritual practices, such as my chanting that I do, and I do arti to my yantra. So I have special sacred objects that I actually perform spiritual practices to in order to cultivate that sense of connection to the divine. So if it's meditation for you, or if it's connecting and visualizing all of the beautiful white light energy, whatever it is, if you're doing it in front of your sacred objects, so your crystals, your beautiful statues, your essential oils and your cauldrons and whatever you use if you're burning your desires in front of the full moon. I know that I do that as well. So I've got special things that I can burn stuff in, right? We keep it all together and they raise the vibrations of everything else around them. So making sure that you keep your oracle deck close by so it's able to hold that higher vibration energy. And we know that when we're in that higher vibration, we're going to receive the messages clearer. We're going to receive messages that are for our highest good. And we're going to be able to interpret those messages and take action on those messages and not hide the parts of ourselves that we can easily deny, I want to say, when we are in a lower vibration, when we're more susceptible to being like, oh, I'll just watch Netflix or I'll distract myself with this problem or task. And when we're feeling safe and connected, we're going to be able to open our crown. (laughs) When we're feeling safe and connected, we're going to be able to open our crown chakra. And when our crown chakra is open and activated, we're able to receive our intuitive downloads. We're able to receive those messages from our spiritual team, our guides that are there to help us and push us in the right direction, inspire us to the right direction. So making sure you set your space is super important and where you do your readings, So it doesn't, like I was saying, it doesn't need to be in the same place. So I don't do all of my readings near my altar. I'll do them in my bedroom or I'll do them down in my lounge room or even outside. If it's a beautiful sunny day, I'll take my cards outside and read them out in nature. So you just need to make sure that you feel high vibration. So you could also light a candle or do something symbolic that just makes you feel really good. Because when we feel really good, we're going to receive higher vibrational messages. The next thing you want to do is set your intention. So your intention, well, the thing that I used to say was to set my intention to receive clear and concise messages. So I didn't want them to be wishy-washy. I didn't want to quite not interpret them exactly right. And then doubt myself, shuffle the cards and have to pull another one. Because I found when I got into that energy of doubting myself, shuffling the cards, being like, Oh my God, what's this message telling me? I don't understand. I struggled to get myself out of it. And therefore I stopped. I lost a lot of momentum in trusting my own intuition. So definitely setting the intention. And that could just be as simple as saying a little prayer that you want to connect to your hierarchy and, or you want to connect to the divine oneness, or you want to connect to the universe and you want to receive a clear and concise message that's for your highest good. And it's as simple as that. We don't judge the messages that we receive. And we also can start to do a little bit of self-reflection of those messages and you can start unpacking is that your ego gets sliding in there and giving you trick answer? Or are you starting to develop that relationship? Are you starting to make that relationship so strong that your ego is not able to step in and make you second guess the messages that you've been receiving, make you doubt yourself? The next thing will be ask good quality questions. Now, the quality of your questions will determine the quality of your answer, just like everything in life. So we want to ask really inspiring questions. We want to know where is our energy in this particular situation? What am I not seeing? How can I bring more love and acceptance to the situation? We don't want to just ask a question where we're expecting a yes or no answer, because that is coming from your ego, that's coming from fear, your you're wanting. So for example, should I quit my job? Is that The energy behind that is, I don't really know what I'm doing, um, I'm not inspired where I am, I don't have any faith that you're going to bring me what I need, I'm feeling stuck. All of those feelings are behind that question. But if you turned it around and said, where is my energy going in my career, in my current career or where do i need to focus on to have a fulfilling career you're going to receive more divine answers you're going to receive, receive an answer that you can actually work with we want to be inspired by the answer to discover why you are in an unfulfilling career right like what beliefs are holding you there Like, what is it? What pattern, what belief system? Is it a karmic cycle? Is there something that you're not seeing around the situation? And that self-reflection and that self-awareness is what the universe wants to inspire within you. It wants your soul to grow. It wants you to grow like spiritually, but also personally, right? So it's going to start inspiring you that way. So once you've shuffled your deck and if you've ever shuffled Oracle cards before, you know sometimes one will fly out of the deck or you'll just get an intuitive um, knowing that you're meant to stop, just trusting those and just rolling with it to get your answer is the way to go. And often I'll find sometimes if I'm shuffling and like a bunch fall out, then I know that it's usually... I haven't been shuffling very well, Um, but if one actually just flies out, then I'll take that as like, you really need to pay attention, Gem. So once you've got your card or cards, sit with the energy of it. What do you notice without judging? Okay. So it's really about watching. It was described to me once like watching your thoughts as a river. So you're sitting back on the bank And you're looking down at this river and you're seeing the water flow. So you're seeing all of your thoughts, the images, the colors, the feelings, any kind of flashbacks, whatever it is, you're just seeing them pass by, but you're not getting sucked in. You're not stepping into the river and holding onto that image and floating down. And when you can start observing your thoughts and the feelings and any physical things that are happening to you without judgment because once we start judging that's when it's really easy for our ego to get in and convince you that the messages that you're receiving aren't divine like it's just this is my imagination this isn't working i can't do this i don't have any skills i just want to look at the guidebook and get my answer so Once you start witnessing what's happening, write it all down so that you've got, you can go back and you can reflect on what happened because sometimes you'll probably get quite a lot of information happening and it's really easy to miss the subtle messages that we've received. But once you start writing them down, any symbols that come up, any colors. So you pull a card and all of a sudden you're imagining the color red. So then go and Google what red means, right? And or you're, you pull a card and it reminds you of something that happened to you, you know, um, back in some situation. Remember that that event. Like, how did you feel? What were you processing at the time? And it's really when we start to unpack those feelings and inspirational thoughts, we're really allowing the divine to start to talk or communicate through the cards, right? It's starting to inspire us. So journaling I found was a beautiful and really important step in reading the cards, writing out what I was receiving, what messages, what guidance I was, what inspired action I was being told to take, what I thought about the situation. Was I trying to hide anything from myself? Was there stuff where I wasn't being 100% honest? And could I bring myself to say those things out loud or write them down on the piece of paper? So once you start doing that, you start to develop your own little Bible, right? Like little what the messages mean for you and how you interpreted it at the time. And it's a really cool thing because you can go look back. Even now I'll look back on my journals from a couple of years ago and you can see the development in your own intuition and your own skills. And that helps inspire you to keep going, right? It helps you grow your confidence. It does all of those things. So not only are you developing your own spiritual language with your Spiritual team, you're also developing your con. You're also developing your confidence and form, right? So you can squish that little ego when she gets in there and is like, "You don't know what you're talking about." You can be like, "Actually, I believe and I know and I trust myself completely." You can then also grab the guidebook as well. So if you're looking at your card and you're writing down all of the feelings that you've been, that you're feeling, any images, any inspiration that's come to you, then you read the guidebook, you're able to interlink and intertwine those messages and receive a more powerful message, right? So it is such a it's a cool step if you want to start to use your or develop your intuition, I should say. Another good way to develop your intuition around what your the or interpretation of the messages that you're receiving is ask your pendulum. So if you've got your pendulum, and you've said it so you know your yes and no, you can start to ask. So you'll receive your message, you've written it down, and then you can say to your pendulum, like, have I interpreted this correctly? And it's going to give you a yes or no answer, and that's going to help boost your confidence, right? Because then you're going to start to believe that the the massive piece of paper that you've just written out all of these inspired actions is on the right track and you're going to start to have more faith in yourself. Another cool thing with the pendulum, if you're not 100% sure on the cards, like you could hold it. I often hold them over my card deck and I'm like, is this the card deck I need to receive the message from today? And it will say yes or no. That's a cool one as well. Or you can put all your cards out and run your pendulum across to see if it changes direction on whichever card. There's always like, there's different ways to just play around with that. And like, if it, the, the more fun you make it and the less like pressure about like having to get it right or having to get the exact message or whatever, whatever your ego is telling you, you need the faster you're going to develop your intuition. So it's like letting go of that control a little bit, which I know lots of people, like we all have control, right? Everybody has control issues. And in certain situations, it's more dominant than others. So it's letting go of that control and just trusting yourself, trusting the divine and just trusting in what's happening, that what's happening is for your highest good. Another fun thing that I do to pick my cards intuitively or my essential oils or my crystals, if I'm grabbing my crystals out, is... And it was a really good way or is a really good way to practice reading and starting to feel the energy. So let's just say you've got a bunch of crystals and you're wanting to choose the right ones to help you set the intention to bring the correct energy, the right vibration around, and you're not really sure which one you want to use. So if you lay out all of your crystals, so put them all out, making sure that they've all got enough space around them. And then close your eyes and hover your hand or hold your hand eight to 10 centimeters above. And as you move your hand above the crystals, you're going to start to notice the vibration that the crystals are giving, right? So as you move your hand along and you've set your intention that you want to know which crystal to use today, You're running your hand along, you're closing your eyes. And as you reach the crystal that you need to be working with or the energy that you need to be working with, your hand is going to raise up just ever so slightly. Sometimes it's a bit more of a kick up, but often at the very beginning, it's quite subtle. So it's a really cool thing to practice. Or you can do it with, if you've got a lot of essential oils, you could line them all out um, in a row and put your hands across them. And notice where your hand goes up, and that's the essential oil you should use so it's a that's a really fun way of practicing using your intuition and that inner guidance because that's the thing we want to grow stronger right it's that divine light within us we all have a divine spark right we all have a soul we can grow that spark we want to grow the light within us and we want to grow the vibration so when we start growing our intuitive abilities and we start growing our love for the divine and love for the messages that we're receiving, the gratitude takes over, right? That's another massive part of the spiritual journey is having that gratitude. Everything's going to get better. It's that snowball effect. And it really starts to help you, or it really started to help me, especially at the beginning where you can start to feel the energy. So you can practice it and then it really helps grow your confidence in choosing, intuitively choosing what's right for you, what your body is craving on a soul level, on their, on its energy body level. And once you can do that for you, then you're able to do it for your kids, you're able to do it for your friends, for your family. And once you start integrating it into these spiritual practices, you're going to be, it's going to like overflow and you're going to be able to do it in your everyday life, right? So you're going to be able to go to the supermarket and be like, okay, cool. Is this the right thing that my body needs? Or is this the right thing that my body needs? And you're just going to be able to make decisions intuitively and trust the decisions. And they're going to be for your highest good, right? For your highest purpose. And that's what we want. We want to bring that divine essence of ourselves and we want to be taking inspired actions and be making decisions from that vibration because once we can get to that vibration we can get higher and higher and higher thank you thank you thank you if today's episode resonated with you send me a message i'd love to connect and hear your thoughts sending you blessings of love light power and protection om namo narayani